Welcome to Paychecks Thrive, a business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. This is Gene Marks, and I'm talking with Isaiah Thomas. Everyone knows Isaiah as one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but this is a business conversation, Isaiah. And just a little background about you. You're the founding chairman and CEO of Isaiah International, a holding company with a diverse portfolio of business ventures and investments, uh, planning for life after the NBA. Uh, Isaiah invested in a host of ventures through your private investment company out of Michigan, Isaiah Investments. Uh, your primary investment was a large chain of printing franchises, American Speedy Printing okay. Centers, where you took a very hands-on approach at American Speedy, helping lead the company out of bankruptcy to become profitable in one of the largest printing franchises in the world. You were elected and served on the board of governors of Chicago Stock Exchange. And I thought you were just a basketball player, Isaiah. This is crazy. Uh, and then, of course, um, you were one of the founding members of the advisory board for Marquee Jet Partners and a partner of Dale and Thomas Popcorn. So, Isaiah, this is not a basketball conversation. This is a business conversation. We have a lot of listeners and viewers that would like to learn from you as to what you've learned. So let's start with popcorn. What does that mean? Uh, <clears throat> popcorn is, uh, you know, to me, it's a, it's, a, it's a fun food snack, but it's also a great business. And uh, one of the companies that I co-founded was uh, Indiana Popcorn. So when you walk through the airports and you walk into your Walgreens stores, you see that red bag of kettle corn. Uh, that says Indiana Popcorn. I was co-founder of that company, and I went to Indiana. Thus, uh, you have the cream and the crimson on the bag. And if you remember, um, you know, uh, back in the day, uh, popcorn bags used to be just clear uh, see-through bags. Um, well, we were one of the first companies to start putting colors on the bag, and uh, thus you see the whole industry has moved to colors and you know, popcorn is uh, it's it's a it's a snack that, when you look at it, uh, it, it really is everywhere. It's in everyone's home, it's at every event, uh, but there was no really leader in the popcorn space. Uh, so I wanted to brand popcorn and thus Indiana popcorn. What got you into that? Uh, my my econ teacher uh, in high school told me to invest in things that I like. Right. <laughs> and it's and it's been a and it's been a simple philosophy that I've followed um, in all my investments. Uh, things that I like, things that I'm interested in. You know, I, I, I invest in it and I, I find a a way to put a business around it. You look at, you know, if if the customer base will like it, you look at all the principles um you know, in the space and you, you see if you can put together a business plan to make it work. And popcorn is something that I love. And uh, that's, that's kind of what got me into it is that I like it. Fair enough. So on the business side, you talk about putting together a business plan. There are people that can do that and people that don't know how to do that. So Isaiah, I mean, listen, you're a professional athlete. No one says you're a certified public accountant or a banker. Um, where did you learn like how to read a financial statement or finances. Do you feel like you have learned that? Well, you, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Uh, I, I try to make it, I try to make it and keep it really simple. Uh, and, you know, you, you learn how to budget at a very young age. 
especially when you're poor. Uh, so, you know, we could, we could make a dollar last, you know, two weeks uh, if we made one shining shoes. And uh, the things that you learned when you were small in terms of counting, uh, you know, how much, you, how much is this, 25 cents? How much are you going to save? How much is the bus? How much, you know, you're going to have to eat? You know, those are things that, you know, really, once you, once you just elevate them, they're all the, they're all the same thing. You know, how much you're going to have left after you spend 40 cents from your dollar, you're going to have 60 cents. Okay. Now, how much is lunch going to cost? <laughs> lunch is going to cost 30 cents. So you're, you're really budgeting and managing your money. And, and then along the way, you find some more sophisticated people who really understand uh, how to count, how to project, uh, how to start looking at your business. And that's when you start building and you start putting together your team. Um, I come from sport. Yep. So in sport, you learn how to uh, work with teammates. You learn how to you know, uh, build teams. And then you learn how to specialize. So I do believe in specialization. Uh, people who are good at what they do. Uh, I'm kind of a, a generalist uh, in terms of having my hands and good at, you know, some of everything. But uh, then there are people who are a lot better at doing things than you are. And you seek out those people and you put together a team. You give everybody a role and uh, you hope that they can complete the task that you've assigned. You make it sound easier than it is. And I, I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit. I mean, you've got a bunch of companies that you've invested in. Um, and by the way, these companies represent your brand. So if something goes wrong at any of those companies, yeah. you know, you're a public figure. And that's <clears throat> not something you, you know, you want to be reading about, you know, in the next day's news. Give me some advice, Isaiah, on choosing your team. How do you know, how do you know you found the right person? How do you trust in people to do what you need them to do? You know, that, that is, that is the million dollar question. Uh, and, and that you, you just have to take a chance. I mean, really, once you read the resume, um, once you, you know, kind of got a feel for them and, um, you know, you then it's about, you know, trusting your gut and trusting your experience. And, you know, I, for one, have made some mistakes. Uh, you're going to make some mistakes. You're not going to hit a uh, you're not going to bet 100 every time you, you hire someone or bring someone in. Uh, he or she may not work out. Uh, during the interview process, you may click, but once you get started and you start, you know, dealing with this person day to day, you may find out that there's some things that, that just isn't working. And uh, from my experience through sport, you know, when, when things aren't working, we try to, you know, rid, rid ourselves of that quickly. Uh, and, and by the way, if people are failing, though, then you try to help them improve. You try to help them get better. Uh, so it's a, it's a matter of uh, assessing the talent that you have and seeing if, um, if, it, if it works within your organization, if it works with you personally, uh, and they're you know, not able to do some things, B, can they learn? And C, can you teach them? Right. How patient are you with people? You go through an interview process, you hire someone. It's just you know, how long, how much rope do you give somebody before you make a decision that's not working out? I'm, I'm, I'm very patient. And, uh, you know, I look at my, myself as a manager. Um, I try to give the, the employee a, a lot of room, uh, he or she to grow, to be creative, uh, 
uh, and to take chances and to take risks because uh, I, I'm an entrepreneur and I've taken chances and I've taken risk. And, uh, and when that person fails, uh, I look at my job as a manager is not to, to scold him or her, but to really pick them back up, dust them off, and give them the courage to run again. You know, because if you, if you reel that person in, especially the creatives, if you reel them in, uh, you may not get the kind of help that you're looking for in your company. Now, if there are successive failures or uh, mistakes that are constantly being made, then that's when you have to, you know, cut bait and, and find someone else. But, you know, for the most part, as a manager, I do give my, my, my uh, the people that I work with, I give them a lot of rope. Uh, I give them major responsibility and I give them a, you know, timetable to try to complete the task. So you manage a bunch of different people. You have a bunch of different entities that you supervise as well. How do you, Isaiah, do that? Like, can you share with us some of the, you know, how often are you having meetings? Are you doing every those, day, is every, it every hour? Day? Walk me through a little bit if you can, like, you know, cause a, a lot of the people that are watching and listening to this, they're running businesses themselves and they've got a lot of people reporting into them. Sometimes they have multiple organizations, you know, what advice do you have for them? What mistakes have you made in trying to manage so, a group like this? So fortunately enough for, for myself, um, you know, doing this, doing this period of time, and my business background is startups and turnarounds. That's what I specialize in. More so startups, uh, and I have had a few turnarounds, like the one that you uh, introduced American us, Speedy. American Speedy Printing. That that was a turnaround. Uh, Popcorn Indiana, you know, that that was a startup. Uh, the you know the companies that I have right now in my portfolio, uh, the majority of them have been startups, and uh, you know from Champagne. Uh, to waste removal, to ticketing. Uh, these are some of the places that we play in. Real estate and development, we've, you know, we've had a long history there. But in the champagne space and in, in the, what we call company green, um, you know, as a bad utility space, you know, these are different kind of people that you're working with. Um, in the bad utility space, uh, you're working with uh, heavy equipment, uh, not only are you working with heavy equipment, but you're also working with, you know, uh, risk in terms of uh, what we do in veg utility. We work with the utility companies. We work with Entergy. Uh, we work with Southern companies. We work with Demco, Slimco. We're mainly in the South, Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, and Mississippi. Um, and <clears throat> with those crews that we have, uh, you know, those are, that's pretty intense work. So when the, when the power goes out or when there was a storm, like we've had a big storm here in Florida, um, you know, they call the, the, the power trucks and the utility trucks to come in. Uh, we have the bucket trucks that go up and, and, um, and, and, and try to turn on the, the lights, working with the utility companies with the transformers. We also have linebackers that come in and do veg management in terms of uh, right away clearing. So you're clearing land, you're clearing trees. There's a lot of heavy, intensive work. Sure. Um, and uh, the people that you're working with, uh, their skill level and communication uh, is different than the people that you're working with in the champagne space. Right. The champagne space, um, 
Sherlon Champagne, we're the largest uh, black-owned champagne company in the United States, probably the largest American-owned champagne company in the United States because no Americans really own champagne companies. Uh, we're the only one. So we so that that's more sales-driven. Uh, so now you you you're working with uh, a different kind of force. You're working with different kind of uh, people that you have to communicate with. So the businesses are different. Uh, but at the end of the day, what 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 really comes, what really brings it all home, is you're dealing with people. Right. You know, and and how do you motivate people? Uh, how do you have? How do you get along with people? The relationships that you have. How do you manage? And then how do you understand? You know, there's a you know, I'm I'm probably a, a more compassionate manager than I am, um, you know, a, a hard-driven, um, you know, forceful manager. Right. But when I need to be forceful, I can be, but that's not, you know, every day. You mentioned about you're the largest black-owned, um, you know, champagne company, you know, maybe in the com- in the country, if not the world. Um, minority business owners, obviously. Um, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the state of minority business ownership. Do you feel that, you know, it's things are going in the right direction for minority business owners? Do you feel that they are getting enough help that they need? Do you feel that minority business owners need to be doing more to help themselves? What are your thoughts and your advice for your black, brown-owned businesses? You know, un- unfortunately, um, so my business, Isaiah International, um, I do a lot of business outside of the United States. Um, and, and outside of the United States, um, and this, and I hope this resonates with you, outside of the United States, I classify as an American. And um, there's, no, there's no black, white, brown, blue, green, orange, purple people. <laughs> you know, uh, you're, you're an American and you do business as an American. The only time I classify as black and you're white or people of color is when we really are inside the United States. So the business environment inside the United States is totally different than it is in the international world. Uh, so my firm's Isaiah International, but inside the United States. So I classify as an American outside. Inside the United States, I get labeled a minority in black. So what are the what are the business parameters around being minority and then black? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the minority space, the way we have to deal do business here in the U.S., you know, you're you're classified in in certain buckets, and there there are certain resources that are that are geared to you. But the way the system is set up, the fact that you are classified as handicapped minority in black lets you know that there's a hierarchy in the system the way it works right so i'll leave it there but you know there's definitely a difference between minority ownership and black ownership um and we all have our different challenges you know that's i've i've been covering small business for the past 20 years i've never thought of it of that issue from that angle and, you know, my wife is from London, so we go to England a few times a year, and you're absolutely right. And you're, and you're American, and right? I'm American, and she's British, and, but the, but the, yeah. th- there's no, you know, whenever I write about businesses over there, 
the 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 minority aspect never really comes into it. You're just an yeah. American doing business over well, there. That happened to me when I was negotiating my deal in in, in uh, France, and uh, so I went over there with the intention of buying the, the vineyards yeah. and uh, getting into the champagne space. Uh, and as you know, they won't let an American own land in the champagne region. So we negotiated all the rights to the grapes. But in the negotiation, right, uh, the lawyers were sitting on the other side. You know, me and my team were sitting on the other side, on this side. And I said, well, you know, I, I, you know, I am a minority and I am a, you know, I, I classify and I'm certified minority business owner. And nobody cared, right? So, <laughs> so no, I, I see the lawyers on the other side. They're like, you know, raffling through their papers and they're like, you know, whispering to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy... He finally pipes up and he goes, well, what does that mean? We don't know what you're <laughs> I had a feeling. It was irrelevant I, to those guys. I really felt, I felt that big because, you know, you quickly you understand the difference between, you know, as an American, I have full rights and privileges everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, in, in the United States, we're black, brown, white, blue, people of color. Yeah. God, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, you've you've given me something to write about. It's a real, it's a real thoughtful comment. Um, I know we only have a few minutes left, and I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I don't, I can look this up, so I don't think this is a, a, a inappropriate question to ask. But approximately, how old are you? I'm sixty one. You're sixty one. Okay, so I'm fifty seven. So the average yeah. age of the U.S. small business owner, believe it or not, is fifty five years old. Like more than half of the business owners in this country are over the age of fifty. So there you wow. are. And um, we're all thinking about the next stage, succession planning, you know, exiting, yeah. all of that. Um, you know, not that you don't want to do this for another 30 years, but what are your plans? And what do you have a succession plan? Do you have an exit plan? Yeah, so I'm, I am trying to, in, in this country, I'm, I'm trying to build Isaiah International to be a family-owned business. We're a family-owned business. So, you know, what am I going to leave to the next generation? Uh, and and I can't leave them a jump shot and some news clippings, right? You know, I, I, I want to be able to leave, leave something where when they graduate from college, there's a place that they can come and work. And that's kind of the foundation that we've laid right now. So uh, you'll see in my firm, most, most of, you'll see a lot of family members and why is there a lot of family members is because I've paid all their way through college and now they come back, they work in a firm and that's how they pay off their student loans. Uh, they, they work for a year and if they like it, right, and they find a place within the firm that they like and they can work, then they stay. But if they don't, then they're prepared, they have skill, they have training, they have degrees and they can go and work for, for some for some other company, but you know, so that my, my exit plan is, is basically to, you know, leave something for, you know, my kids and people behind in the family. Um, but in terms of me personally, you know, I, I just look at my life like I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm really like in the third quarter. Right. So I feel the I same got, way. you know, the way I, the way I look at it, you know, my first 30 years is the first quarter. Second quarter, you know, is the next 30 years. 
I'm just entering to my third quarter, so well, you're very healthy. <laughs> well, I plan on living to 120. I'm, I, you know, I, I feel like 115, 120. Then I'll, I'll probably check out. But that's that's like my mindset, and that's how I'm living right now. All right, fair enough. Uh, 30 seconds left to go, and let me just ask you in the last 30 seconds: any any investments on the horizon, or anything you got your eye on as far as any businesses that you're thinking about investing in? I just think the game changer in the world is going to be uh, hemp okay. for industrial uh, use. And uh, as as the environment is calling for carbon reduction and, you know, it's calling for, um, you know, the next raw material to uh, replace or 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 work with the plastic industry. Uh, I look at hemp as that at that space. And sorry, the lights just went out. So. <laughs> hey, listen, thank you very much for your time. I learned a lot. I know our listeners and viewers will do the same thing. I want to wish you best of luck. I will keep following you. And uh, again, thank you so much. We'll let you go on your way. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everyone. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.